Time to check in for a look at Carlton for their report card during the shutdown. We find Blues expert Riley Beveridge. Riles, g'day. G'day, Mitch. How are you going? Well, thank you. We'll kickstart things with the round one opener. Feels like so long ago now, but it was a case of deja vu for the Blues. They uh, were probably pipped at the start by the Tigers, uh, same as they were last year. They fought back into it, but went down again. What concerns you most from that first half? Well, I think if you're David Teague, you're probably thinking to yourself, look, I was, I was Ford's coach at this time last year under Brendan Bolton, but it felt like you would have seen that before. I mean, in 2018, Richmond came out, kicked the first five goals of the game, went into a 40-point lead, then the Blues came back late. In 2019, uh, sorry, that was 2019. In, in 2020, uh, Richmond kicked the first five goals of the game, blew out to a 50-point lead, and then Carlton fought back late. So those slow starts have killed Carlton two years in a row now. Um, they've been gallant on both occasions, but I, I suppose the, the overarching question for Carlton and for Carlton supporters is when is gallant going to turn into wins? Uh, we saw it back half of last year, uh, particularly when Teague took the reins, they started notching up uh, more victories, but they need that in a more consistent basis. And I think if you, if you took away the first 15 minutes of that Thursday night season opener a couple of weeks ago and just played the game out for the rest of the game, Carlton are pretty much on even terms, but uh, if they're going to compete for a spot in the finals, they need to start turning those games into wins. And in order to do that, they need to be consistent across the entirety of the four quarters. They just they weren't that on Thursday night. And I think for Blue supporters, they've probably seen that all before. What we're doing with all 18 clubs during the shutdown, we're taking a look at their strengths, their weaknesses, and a few areas of concern uh, for the remainder of the season when we hope footy does start back. Uh, just on the defence, um, I love the game Jacob Wiedering played on Tom Lynch, kept yeah. him to no marks. Um, for that game, and David Teague was going in the game that Jacob Wiedering played. But just on their defence as a whole, it's a new look. No Dale Thomas from the side last year. Sam Atrusky seaton has gone back, and Sam Doherty is back in the team. What do you make of that uh, back six for, at this stage? I think it's almost Carlton's biggest strength now. I mean, Jacob Wiedering's the number one pick. You saw the job he did on Tom Lynch. Tom Lynch has kicked, I think it was something like 33 goals in nine games against Carlton going into it. So he's a prolific goal kicker, particularly against the Blues. He was held goalless on Thursday night. Liam Jones has shown the quality he has as an interceptor. Lockie Plowman finished top three in the Carlton Best and Fairest last year. They've still got Caleb Marchbank to come back from injury. He's a really highly rated intercept player. Big tank, can run all day as well. There was even talks about him potentially moving into a wing at some stage this year, should he get his fitness levels right? Of course, he dealt with he had a broken neck to end last season, which uh, hampered his preseason. Then he has a, a knock to the knee, which kept him out of round one. But he's a player they really like as well. So they've got those lockdown players who who can form the core of that defence. And then, as you mentioned before, Sam petrovsky seaton goes back, a really composed ball user. <laughs> Sam Doherty, someone who adds a lot of run. He's an All-Australian. Uh, first game in, in nearly three years on the weekend or last weekend. So that was... Fantastic to, see, fantastic to see him back out there as well. I mean, they're, they're players that can add a bit of drive to it. And then you look at the quality and depth they've got. So Tom Williamson's a kid they really like. He's had persistent back issues, but they expected him to get a run at some stage early this year. Lockie O'Brien's a first-round pick. Nick Newman, who they brought in from the Swans, has been a really good acquisition as well. So they've got the, the lockdown players. They've got the runners. So I think that could almost be their biggest strength should footy come back at some stage this year. Just as it sits right now, is finals a genuine consideration for the Blues because I look at their list and yes they've got I like the young kids they've got coming through Walsh uh, Paddy Dow is an early pick um, the fourth year players now are all coming along yeah but look at Cade Simpson Mark Murphy 
Matty Cruiser. They're not going to be around forever. Are those guys ever going to play finals again in the Navy Blue Jumpers? Well, I'll tell you what. The one thing that this shutdown period will mean, it'll mean a condensed season, which means that it probably becomes a bit more unpredictable as to who makes finals. So that could open Carlton's window up a little bit. I think if you were going to be playing out a regular season, if we're going into 2020, as it was and everything was normal, I think they're probably still a bit far down. I, I, feel, I still think they've got some some gaping holes on their list, particularly in the midfield. I mean, Patrick Cripps was, was awesome in that Thursday night season opener, as he has been for so long now. But then beyond that, Mark Murphy, Ed Kerno, they're their senior heads. Are they going to be there in two, three years' time? I, I really wonder about that. Who's going through that next wave in the midfield? Obviously, Sam Walsh is a gun, and we know he's going to be a star of the future one day if he isn't already. But... Paddy Dow's been in and out of the side. We haven't seen much of Liam Stocker, who they've brought in. Sam Petrowski-Seaton, who was in the midfield, has gone onto the half-back line now. Lockie O'Brien's been moved to a wing. So Matthew Kennedy's another one who they brought in from GWS as a first-round pick, this big-bodied midfielder. And all of a sudden, he's been remoulded as a, as a medium-marking tall because in the forward line because he can't... He, I don't know whether or not it's his tank, whether or not he's half a beat too slow. He, he can't play through the midfield. So... I think that's their biggest weakness at the moment. I don't think they have enough quality to go through there to complement Patrick Cripps to be able to win them enough games. And and the other thing is, I just don't think, as things stand at the moment, with, with Charlie Curnow out, Harry Mackay and Mitch McGovern had interrupted pre-seasons, I worry about that forward line a little bit as well. Just on the, the, the midfield and, and Cripps, I, I guess, partnering crime, it feels like a broken record. We keep saying this. When is the, the midfielder going to stand up? We thought it was going to be Kennedy this time last year. And now leading into this year, I thought Setterfield was going to be that guy. Who is it, and who we who, who's who are we putting that mantle on when the shut we're back from the shutdown? I think it can be Will Setterfield. So he had a really strong back end of last year, coming off the back of an ACL. Um, he had a full preseason for I think the first time in his career this summer. Showed some glimpses. wasn't wasn't great against Richmond, but showed some glimpses that that he could go in there and win the contested ball. Uh, there's a few concerns over Matt Kennedy and whether or not he's got the pace to go through that midfield, um, whether or not he's consistent enough. His body's had a few durability issues as well. So, um, but yeah, Will Setterfield's the one for me and Sam Walsh to go through that midfield and really help out Patrick Cripps. But I suppose it wasn't a false economy last year, but when Ed Kerno and Mark Murphy went into that midfield, it was at the expense yeah. of guys like Paddy Dow and Sam Petrovsky-Seaton. So, um, they obviously were going to have a bit of a boost because they were building up senior bodies in there. So you wonder when they will start to re-inject those younger players, whether or not Petrovsky seaton had a really good game against Richmond off the half-back line, whether or not he goes back into the midfield, whether or not Zach Fisher, who's been moved forward and onto a wing, whether or not he goes back into an inside role, Paddy Dow, whether or not he can improve his consistency and become a really reliable figure in that Carlton midfield. So I wonder, apart from Sam Walsh and Will Setterfield, uh, when the next batch of young midfielders will go through and who they'll be. Now, I'm surprised it took us this long to get to Jack Martin because Blues fans are salivating at the prospect of what he's capable of off the back of that one game. Where does he play? The first game back from the shutdown, do you want to, do you want to see him in the midfield or do you see what he's capable of in the front half and, and think we're going to get the best bang for buck as a pure forward? No, I think it's forward. I think that high half forward role really suits him because... He is a naturally fit player, so he can when he when he runs into the midfield, he actually does get quite deep because he's got the aerobic capacity to do that. But it's forward where he lights up the game. I mean, you saw in that that third quarter against Richmond where he kicked four goals in the in the one term alone, almost single handedly dragged the Blues back into the contest. He's 
He's really capable above his head. He can take a mark. He's got a good spring in his step. Um, he's electric when the ball hits the ground. He's really classy and composed. And then I suppose that the valuable point of difference that he adds in Carlton's forward line is that pressure around the ball uh, when it hits the deck. He's, he's just as strong out of possession as he is in it. He, he loves to hit hard. He loves to tackle. And Carlton don't have too many players that can do that. I think that in part was why they really wanted Tom Papley from Sydney to add that pressure around the ball, the forward pressure that the likes of Jason Castagna and Daniel Rioli and Shai Bolton have given Richmond. Carlton yeah. don't have enough of those players. We've seen them trial a few through there. They hope Mick Gibbons might be that. He's probably better in the midfield. Uh, they're really excited by what a couple of their younger players can do, like Matt Owies, who's a Category B rookie, and, um, and Josh Honey, who's just come through on the rookie list at the moment. They're really excited about what they can bring, but whether or not they've got the quality to add an impact to the senior team at the moment is another question. So Jack Martin, for the time being, is a pretty valuable point of difference for that pressure he can bring in the forward line, and, and he can hit the scoreboard, which we saw against the Tigers. Right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Shut down. We're back for round two, whenever that might be. Fingers crossed it, it's June 1. Matty Cruiser will still, by that stage, have seven or eight weeks to deal with his, his uh, foot injury. Who takes the centre bounce? Who's rucking for Carlton in that next game? I might go a bit left of left field here. I think it will be Levi Casbolt. I think he's actually got a fair few qualities to add in the ruck. He's very competitive. He clears bodies out of the way when the ball hits the ground. But the, 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 the good thing for Carlton, I suppose, is the fact that they're really happy with Mark Pitney and Tom DeConning. Pitney's probably a bit further ahead in the sense that he's got the body size on him to, to have an immediate impact when he does eventually come into the side. Tom DeConning's a bit raw, a bit, bit more raw than, than Pitney, but he's got a great leap. He can jump off both feet. Really good tap ruckman, more athletic than Pitney. can go forward and have an impact. Um, look, I, I was really impressed with what Levi Casbolt did in that first game and in the back end of last season when he was rucking a bit more. But look, if it is between the two, I think more realistically, that's just my opinion, more realistically, I think it's going to be out of Pitney and DeConning. I think Pitney's probably got the runs on the board just because he's got the bigger body, but Tom DeConning could probably add a bit more if he goes forward as well. All you've, right, asked me, you've, put, you've, you've put me on the spot there and I've said about <laughs> three different answers. <laughs> All right, well, David Teague, hopefully he's tuning in, Riley, and uh, can take that to his match committee. You can read Riley's full shutdown report card on the Blues on afl.com.au. We'll speak to you soon, Riley. Thank you, Mitch.